1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Attaboy Clarence. This episode, as always, brought to you by Amazon. Go to atterboyclarence.com, click on the Attaboy Clarence podcast link, go down and find an Amazon banner. Click on that and do your shopping at Amazon. Thank you very much. I have invested in a new microphone. It's apparently a better microphone. I'm not sure if it is or not, really. It's bigger, it's very phallic, very phallic indeed, actually. It feels a bit weird, actually, uh, in a small confined space with this thing in front of my face. <laughs> anyway, we shall see what we shall see. Do give me feedback on the sound, if it sounds weird or different or terrible or something. Thank you, you can do that, as always, by emailing me at Adam at AttaboyClarence.com or via Twitter at, at C, or go to the Facebook page. For those of you that don't know or have just joined us here, hello, and um, the reason that this is the first normal episode for a while is because I've been working on episode 11 which was a full-length documentary uh, called Sex in Monochrome. <laughs> A brief history of sex and cinema before the uh, production code uh, outlawed it in 1934 so if that subject interests you at all then go along and check it out it's a big one though it's a, it's an epic so you might need to uh, just split it into parts or lock yourself away in a room or something it might last you for like a you know like a transatlantic flight or something but anyway I hope you enjoy it <laughs> Other people have been enjoying it. In fact, I need to give fist bumps out. So, fist bump time to
0: Don't stop.
1: Paul Howard, Don't be Ben Taylorson. Grindhouse Day. Crocodile. Nigel Walker. Good podcasts. Don't stop. Jazz Pyron. John Larsh stuntman, psych. David Gray writes
2: and mean
1: S D S Thank you all. You you. <laughs> <shut up. laughs> Thank you all. You got in touch and uh, expressed your what's the word without making myself sound too brilliant. You expressed your uh, delight. At the, the episode but thank you very much for getting in touch it was a big job it was a lot of writing and a lot of recording I recorded that thing three times three times as well as uh, producing episode 11 I uh, actually appeared on the weekly geek speak podcast uh, to take the coffee table movie quiz they very kindly invited me Um, so if you want to check that out subscribe to weekly geek speak and look for the episode entitled batty birthday that's uh Features, yours truly. I was also interviewed for ComicBookAndMovieReviews.com. If you'd like to read that and <laughs> know anything about me, <laughs> um, you can find a link to that at the Facebook page. Yeah, it's a nice, nice interview. A little odd, it's <laughs> the word. Hmm. Rather overzealous with um, the pictures. <laughs> um, for instance, uh, I'd happen to mention that I grew up in the Midlands, and uh, for some reason he's a uh, he's. <laughs> included a picture of the, the, the film poster for Once Upon a Time in the Midlands. So, uh, creative, creative, I think. My mm. Hand mm. Very good, very good. Anyway, nice interview. Uh, nice guy. Thank you very much for that. Very honoured. Is there a doctor in the house? A young
3: man, I am a doctor. Oh, so you are, Dr. Word, after a fashion. But uh, can you handle this case? Well, I cure all cases. <laughs> Permanently. Well, here are the facts. The patient is seen frequently in business offices, on street corners, everywhere. His clothes are always neat, impeccably stylish, yet something about him just isn't right. Brief diagnosis shows he's in perfect shape, except for his hat. Gentlemen, this may be your case. Too often, a poorly made shapeless hat can spoil your whole appearance. Don't take chances. Choose a smart, up-to-the-minute Adam. They're correctly shaped and styled, and made of the finest all fur felt no wonder men who are tops in the business, sport and entertainment world wear an Atom. For Adam is tops in hats.
1: And if that doesn't make you want to buy a hat, then quite frankly, you are no friend of mine. Oh, oh, what's that noise? It's a, it sounds a bit like a Texas bad courtesy wax on.
4: Sexist advertisement wax on. Oh, right
1: because it sounded a bit like uh, Freshest Mad Hurts the most Jackson. No, I don't even know what that
4: means. This is the Sexist Advertisement Klaxon. Sexist Advertisement
3: klaxon. In a charming home out in Westwood Park this morning, a very pretty scene took place. The sun was pouring through the long, broad windows of a pleasant living room, lighting up the Christmas tree in its welter of packages. The family was gathered round, John and Peg... And they're two small children, eagerly opening presents. Oh,
2: that's dog! Oh, Mommy, law! <laughs> i got to shoot you. i got to shoot you, <laughs> Mommy. I know I can see and Children, children, not quite so much noise. Uh, any more presents? Any more presents?
5: Just,
3: just one more, and it's for Mother. Here you
5: are, Peg.
2: Thank you, John. Oh, Mommy, i want going it? Look at the box. I bet it's a ring.
5: It is. Oh, John, you angel.
2: A beautiful pearl ring. Read the card, Mommy. For
5: the lovely hands of the loveliest woman I know. John, darling, I think I'm going to kiss you. (laughs) But you really shouldn't have done it, dear. (laughs) Well, then you shouldn't have
4: such beautiful hands, sweetheart. They ask for jewels.
5: (laughs) And me, a staid old married woman.
4: Oh, oh, just a darling little homebody.
5: (laughs) Who washes dishes every day.
3: Now, that, Sally, was a homey, loving scene that might happen anywhere.
5: You know, Mr. Ruick, I don't believe there's anything that touches a woman quite so much as knowing her husband adores her. His love is so precious.
3: And made up of so many little things, Sally.
5: Yes, her hands, for instance. In a way, the appearance of a woman's hands doesn't seem important. But oh, how very important it really is. One of the big little things that makes for happiness.
3: And that's why Lux Flakes are so important an item in the household. Lux helps a woman do dishwashing and other soap and water tasks, and yet helps keep her hands looking dainty and feminine.
5: You know, so few of us can afford maids, but that's no reason why we should look like drudges. And Lux Flakes enable us to do our own work, wash our own dishes, and yet help our hands stay attractive.
1: So uh, I've been quite excited about this week's episode for a while. I've been planning this one for a little while, um, because I've got three kids, and... Um, and <laughs> kind of a big kid myself. I've I always loved family films and kids' films, and I thought today I would point you towards some classic kids' films. And get one thing out of the way, I'm not going to really mention the big Disneys, because they get mentioned... <laughs> all the time uh, they don't need another resurgence so I'm going to point you perhaps towards some kids cinema uh, from the 30s and 40s and in one case the 50s uh, that you might not have seen so if you have kids this is brilliant and if you don't then have kids just go with it anyway the first film I want to tell you about is called Hopperty Goes to Town or, in some cases, it's called Mr. Bug Goes to Town. Uh, This was from the Fleischer studio, who were Disney's main rival in the animated feature stakes during the 1940s. I've heard it said that um, Pixar's A Bug's Life is based on this film, but I struggle to see any connection other than they're all insects. The story is entirely different. This is basically a Frank Capra movie for kids. It's about a community of bugs that live in a patch of wildlife in central New York in the 1930s. Uh, The fence around the patch in which they live has recently broken and the humans have started using the patch as a shortcut between two streets. And as such, the bugs have begun to find themselves almost trampled or burned because uh, cigars and cigarettes are constantly being dropped where they live. Uh, So they decide that they need to move in order to be safe. So the film tells the story of their hunt for a new home somewhere in the city.
0: Say, why this is terrible. Why, it's an outrage. Why, nobody's safe in their own homes or, or out of them. Gee, weeds. How long has this been going on? Ever since that big fence has been down. The fence is down. The humans come through. There's only one thing that we can do. We're in a groove. we got to move. No use moving. We're doomed to go and don't forget I told you so. (coughs) But jeepers, Mr. Creepers. we got to move. Where? Where? Hoppity, there isn't anywhere. Except that garden up next to the big place where the human ones live. Well? What's the matter with that? Not for me. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. Well, all human ones aren't so bad. I'm going up and look that place over. (laughs) It can't be much worse than it is down here.
1: It also features a love story between Hopperty, who's a grasshopper, and a Honeybee, who's a honeybee. Their romance and the existence of the entire bug community is being thwarted by an evil beetle called Sea Bagley Beetle, who's straight out of a Frank Capra movie. You know, rich, powerful, scheming, and his two thugs who are brilliantly called Swat the Fly and Smack the Mosquito.
0: Travel? Uh, what sort of travel? From the human ones, boss. There was a fire. This is Ladybug's house. And a lot of houses was busted down there. They was all beefing and squawking. And saying, what in the weeds is the world coming to? We'll all be exterminated. (laughs) (laughs) And Mr. Bumble says... Bumble? Yeah, and he says, Me poor daughter. If anything should happen to me honey shop... (laughs) Very interesting. Very.
1: First of all, the animation is gorgeous. It's one of the only classic animations to be set in its contemporary time. And as such, what you get is this sumptuous cartoon version of 1930s Manhattan. You just don't see that very often. You saw it maybe in the Fleischer Superman cartoons, but never in a feature film. The problem with the film, unfortunately, is that it trudges slightly. It could have done with being a lot tighter in its first half hour. It's an odd problem for a film, really. Most problematic movies come out swinging straight away. They do everything they can to draw in the viewer, and then they lose their way from halfway in. But the second half of this film is a lot tighter, far snappier, way more exciting. There's a fantastic climax in which the bugs are scrambling at the side of a skyscraper as it's being built. And it's really inventive stuff. It's just a shame that the first half hour doesn't pop and crackle as much as the second. That said, my children love it. So maybe my critical eye is being a bit of a party pooper in this instance. In my opinion, it's a magnificent failure. I love to watch it because it's beautiful to look at, but it does lack that mystical magic glow that Disney films of the period do have. Well, you can't really mention classic animation without mentioning Disney, but I'm going to perhaps draw your attention to a lesser known. Disney, and it's called Fun and Fancy Free. This is one of the package films that Disney produced throughout the 40s, comprising of a couple of almost feature-length animated films held together with this slight narrative thread. In this case, you have Jiminy Cricket who sings I'm a happy-go-lucky fellow, just travelling the world in a carefree way, when he happens into a child's nursery. I'm a
0: happy-go-lucky fellow, full of fun and fancy free. You can make the whole world seem mellow If you take it in your stride like me Don't
1: Well, In the Nursery is a record player and the disc that's ready to play is a story set to music narrated by Dinosaur, and it's called Bongo.
0: Well, find abo-
1: Bongo is a bear who's the star performer in a circus.
0: This is the story of three bears. Yeah, I know. The mama bear, the papa bear and the itsy bitsy baby bear. <laughs> oh, but it's not the story you expect. This is a love story. It's about a little girl bear and a big, burly, brawny brown bear who wanted very much to be her boyfriend. But mostly, this is a story about Bongo. He was a circus bear, was born in the circus, grew up in the circus. In fact, Bongo was the star of the circus. Why, he could juggle and dance while on a trapeze, walk a tightrope with the greatest of ease. In jiu-jitsu, he was beyond compare. Once threw a bull at the county fair, super at wrestling and lifting weights, outboxed the champs of 17 states.
1: He's very pampered, but he longs to be free. Well, one night, while the circus train is travelling, he escapes into the wild, and soon he realizes that he's completely unequipped to deal with life outside of his little bubble. He has no food gathering skills, and he doesn't know how to keep warm or dry. Well, soon he meets a group of wild bears and instantly falls in love with a female bear called Lulabelle. But the group's biggest and meanest bear, called Lumpjaw, is also in love with her
0: a sudden chill, no talk, no laughs, no chatter. With trees shaking, the ground quaking, the crowd began to scatter. Out of his lair came the third bear with murder in his eyes. He took in the scene of love serene with jealousy and surprise. He was the roughest, toughest, meanest bear. Lockjaw by name, a villain for fair.
1: It's a very neat, very brief little story about a fish out of water, or or bear in this case, uh, which ends in a fight between a tiny little genteel bongo and strapping mean lump It's about half an hour long, and it features a couple of memorable songs. Not Disney firing on all cylinders, by any means, but uh, a pleasant enough little tale with some beautiful classic animation.
0: A party. Tonight. Mm. The house across the way. Charlie McCarthy, Mortimer Snurd? Edgar Bergen? Oh, never heard of him. Please come. Why, I'd be delighted. Join the
1: party. We go from that story to a live action segment, which features Edgar Bergen and Luanna Patton, who was one of Disney's most famous child actors in her day. She starred in uh, Song of the South and So Dear to My Heart. Edgar Bergen was one of the most famous entertainers in the world, at the time. He's largely forgotten now. Um, He was a ventriloquist whose most famous puppet was a wisecracking precocious child in a top hat and cape called Charlie McCarthy. They performed on radio and all over the States on stage. The best thing about Edgar Bergen was that he wasn't that great a ventriloquist. You could see his lips moving. Uh, In fact, they were almost flapping. But instead of being all haughty about it, uh, Bergen actually incorporated it into his act. Uh, Charlie McCarthy, the puppet, would often rip into Bergen on stage about the fact that his lips were quite clearly moving. Uh, when you watch the live-action segment they star and you'll quite clearly see his mouth flapping away. <laughs> so anyway, Bergen and his puppets tell the story of Mickey and the Beanstalk to Luana Patton, which is, as you would expect, the story of Jack and the Beanstalk, but with, uh, with Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck and Goofy and its magic stuff.
0: Yes, the voice of this golden harp cast a magic spell of joy and prosperity over the valley, but it was too good to last. I knew there was a catch in it. For one day... They built a schoolhouse. No, no, no. One day, a mysterious shadow crept over the valley, and then something dreadful happened. What happened? When the shadow lifted, the golden harp was gone. No longer was the valley happy, for without the magic of the harp, all was misery. 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 Just like the eighth grade.
1: This was actually the last time that Walt Disney himself voiced Mickey Mouse, and this section was actually going to be the fifth feature-length animated movie after Dumbo, but it was shelved at the last moment, and Bambi was produced instead. So, all in all, Fun and Fancy Free is a very entertaining watch for kids. The stories are both really charming and you get two for the price of one, which means that it's rarely boring, which is obviously a massive selling point when you're using it to entertain young children. Plus, all children know the story of Jack and the Beanstalk from infancy, so to see it done so well by Disney is a real treat for them. Third film I want to tell you about is one that you've most likely seen. This is another film from the Fleischer Studios, and it's from 1939, and it's called Gulliver's Travels. Well, the Fleischers released Gulliver's Travels as their answer to Snow White, which two years earlier had taken the world by storm. But whereas Snow White had been in production for three years, uh, the Fleischers were given just one year to produce Gulliver's Travels, so the studio went into overdrive. They hired masses of staff, and they worked their asses off for a solid year. So I'm sure you know this already, but uh, Gulliver is a shipwrecked sailor who washes up on the shore of Lilliput, which is inhabited by tiny people and ruled by the very timid King Little. At first they are afraid of him but he soon gains their trust and becomes their guardian because they're under threat of war from the neighboring island of Bluffescue and the loudmouth king Bombo who fell out with king Little over a song that was going to be played when their children Prince David and Princess Glory were going to get married
0: forever forever
5: Forever or there will be no
4: wedding.
0: Uh, no wedding, but the cake and the pretty flowers and Oh, oh Bobo, you love faithful. Bye down,
1: This was my favourite film when I was very young. I love the fact that the animation is slightly uneven. I love the songs. There's a superb extended scene in which the Lilliputians capture and transport Gulliver from the beach to the king's castle, which is a complete delight to watch. They're using bows and arrows to shoot lengths of rope over Gulliver's chest. They're digging tunnels underneath him to run the rope through they use an army of horses to drag the colossal cart that they create. And one of his legs is raised, so they have to hit his knee to trigger his reflex, so that his leg straightens its magic stuff. Find the there!
2: Not so fast! Not so fast! Hurry up there! Slow down! Get
5: the wheels past! Wow. I don't know what they
2: would do around here without
1: me! And when they get him to Lilliput, there's another wonderful sequence where they, where they shave him with a scythe and they cut and they comb his hair with rakes and shears and create new clothes for him. It's, it's a brilliant, brilliant film. The comic relief in the film comes from a character called Gabby, who's a town crier and who would actually go on to star in his own series of shorts for the Fleischer studio over the next few years. He's intensely irritating. Honestly, one of the most smackable animated characters in movie history. But apart from him, it's a genuinely warm, good-natured, animated film with great songs, great if a little uneven animation and a really good heart considering they only had a year the fleischer studios did a great job come now don't let my size frighten you
3: you your majesty surely you're not afraid of me well good then let me present myself My name is Gulliver, Your Majesty. Lemuel Gulliver, a shipwrecked sailor. At your service.
2: Well, uh,
4: welcome to Lilliput, Mr. Gulliver. Uh, Mr. Gulliver,
0: can you fight?
3: (laughs) Well, Your Majesty, I can lick
4: anybody my size.
1: Lastly, one of my favourite films of all time. It's from 1958 and it's directed by George Powell and it's called Tom Thumb.
0: Once upon a time, long before man learned to fly,
5: long before locomotives left smoky streamers on the horizon, long before all this, somewhere farther than man could sail, there was a little valley. There on the banks of the winding stream, nestled a peaceful little village, and draped around this hamlet, stretching far and wide, over hill and dale, was the Great Forest. Here, deep among old trees, wet moss and velvet shadows, life
0: flows peacefully along. Or does it?
1: It stars Russ Tamblin as Tom Thumb, who's sent as the answer to a prayer to live with Honest Jonathan the Woodcutter and his wife, who never been able to have children. The film follows Tom's adventures as he outwits two thieves who use Tom to rob the city treasury and put the blame on Tom's parents. From the start it is one magical sequence after another. It opens with Honest Jonathan receiving three wishes and blowing them all in sort of tragic comic way. Cabbage. oh,
0: it's cabbage. Can't we ever eat anything else?
5: We can't afford anything else. You should thank the good Lord for what he provides.
0: But Just for once, I wish he'd provide a nice, big, juicy sausage.
5: It's here. Where did it come from? I told you, it's what I've been trying to tell you all
0: the time. She'd granted us three wishes. She? Who is she? Why, the vision, of course, the beautiful lady. What beautiful lady? Well, you never saw anything like it in your life. One minute, she wasn't there, and the next minute, there she was. Her skin was like mother of pearl. Her hair was like the gold of wild honey. And she was so young. Oh, shame on you, an old man, talking like that. So lovely. she. That sausage will would grow on your nose for saying such a thing. A sausage! See what you've done. She's granted our second wish. Now two of our wishes are wasted.
5: I know what to do. Oh. We'll simply cut it off.
0: No, you don't.
5: All right, then let it stay. It doesn't look
0: so bad. Maybe you don't mind me walking around like this, but I do. And I wish this thing was off my nose this very instant.
5: You ought to be ashamed throwing away a last wish like that. What difference does it make to a nose as big as yours anyway?
0: Mine doesn't smell like garlic all the time.
1: And then you've got the arrival of Tom and this party scene in which he plays in and amongst all the toys in the nursery who come to life when he arrives. That's followed by a fairground scene where a magic cobbler demonstrates his enchanted shoes, which he calls talented shoes. And then the thieves use Tom to rob the treasury and then his parents get taken away and then Tom has to go to a gloomy old castle to somehow outwit the two thieves and return the money before his parents get flogged in the town square. It's fantastic stuff. (laughs) I love this film so much. It mixes live action with stop-motion. There are fairies, good versus evil, dancing shoes, and some brilliant, brilliant comedy that's perfectly pitched for kids. The Thieves are played to perfection by Terry Thomas and Peter Sellers. Terry Thomas plays the scheming, snivelling brains of the duo, all wiry, thin, and dressed in black like a crow. Peter Sellers plays this overweight, unshaven thief with this... Thick Italian accent and he gets all the physical comedy
0: gags. What shall I do now? Shh. Tie the rope to one of those bags. Uh, which one? The biggest one! <laughs>
1: There's a brilliant fight between the two of them at the climax, where Tom tricks them into fighting each other, and it's genius. They're smacking each other with shields, they're prodding each other with sharp sticks. Peter Sellers sits on top of Terry Thomas and bounces on him, then smacks his head repeatedly on the floor. It's like a live-action version of Tom and Jerry.
4: (laughs) Ivan, there's a crook in here, and it's not
1: me.
0: There are two crooks in here, and they are both you.
1: It's a great film. It's a real classic family movie with gags for the grown ups and magic for the kids. They might get a little bit fractious in the scene where Tom dances with the toys. It does perhaps go on for a few minutes too many. But the rest of the film more than makes up for it. Check it out. The goodies win, the boy gets the girl, and it all ends with the song. Magnificent stuff. And so, on to the radio play for this week. Well, what an absolute pleasure it is to present an adaptation of my all-time favourite animated movie, which incredibly features the voices of the original movie cast. If you close your eyes, it's going to be like watching the movie all over again. God help your passengers if you're driving there. (laughs) This was Walt Disney's second animated feature film. And I've always loved it because it's one of the darkest films he ever made. How fortunate, then, for all of us, that it was adapted for the Lux Radio Theatre with the blessing of Walt Disney himself. So it gives me great pleasure to present for you
4: the one and only
5: Pinocchio! <laughs> what a builder!
3: Lux Radio Theater brings you the new Walt Disney feature, Pinocchio. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille. (laughs) Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. This is a night that weaves a spell over the world, a time of reverence and rejoicing of family reunions and storytelling by the fire. On this enchanted night, we can all believe implicitly in stories like Pinocchio. Walt Disney transformed this old children's classic into a modern classic of the screen, giving new life to the little people. You met him at our microphone last year, when we presented Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. This year, his chair is empty, but he has sent us Pinocchio. Walt is busy getting Pinocchio ready for its national screen release through RKO in February. And besides, Mr. Disney's moving into a fine new studio at Burbank, the house that Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, and Snow White built. Tonight we introduce his latest characters for the first time in the house that Lux built. In two years of work on Pinocchio, 500 artists made about two million drawings of such likable people as Pinocchio himself, Jiminy Cricket, the Blue Fairy and old Geppetto, the woodcarver. The blue fairy accomplishes some very wonderful things in Pinocchio, and she ought to feel right at home here, because Lux Flakes, too, has quite a reputation as a doer of good deeds. They're the kind of good deeds that make life easier in your household when Lux Flakes plays the good fairy to our feminine listeners. I feel we can make you see the beautiful color of the Disney picture as we bring you the story and spirit of Pinocchio. It's the spirit of all small boys who'd rather look for adventure than go to school. Now, just put yourself in the place of Geppetto, the woodcarver. Suppose you had made a puppet, a little wooden boy, and then all of a sudden, the puppet began to talk and move about like a real boy. (laughs) I believe you'd be ready for almost anything to happen, and that's the best frame of mind I can suggest for you now. As the Lux Radio Theater curtain goes up, on Act One of Walt Disney's Pinocchio. (laughs) Christmas night. Dinner is over, and you're settled comfortably in your favorite chair beside the fireplace, gazing dreamily into the flames. You're relaxing for the first time today, and you've made a solemn resolution that nothing shall move you from this place for at least three hours. You won't be surprised if, at a time like this, that burnt ember on the hearth should move a little and sit up for you've just noticed that it isn't an ember at all. It's a cricket, and not an ordinary cricket either. He wears a beaver hat and a long green cutaway coat, and in his hand, he carries a furled umbrella. He sits looking at you out of his large, rather mournful eyes. And then, just as if it were the most natural thing in the world, he begins to sing. If your heart
5: is in
2: your dreams, It is too extreme
5: when you wish upon a star, your dreams come true. I'll bet a lot of you folks don't believe that, about a wish coming true, do you? Well, I didn't either, but of course I'm just a cricket singing my way from hearth to hearth. But let me tell you what made me change my mind. One night, a long time ago, my travels took me to a quaint little village. It was a beautiful night. The stars were shining like diamonds, high above the roofs of that sleepy old town. Pretty as a picture. As I wandered along the crooked streets, there wasn't a soul to be seen. The only sign of life was a lighted window in the shop of a woodcarver named Geppetto. So I hopped over and looked in. Inside, there was a nice, cheerful fire burning. Kind of a shame to see it going to waste. So what do I do? I go in. Well, sir, you never saw such a place. The most fantastic clocks you ever laid your eyes on, and all carved out of wood, and cute little music boxes, each one a work of art. And shelf after shelf of toys. And then something else caught my eye. Sitting up on the work table was a puppet. You know, one of those marionette things. All strings and joints. Cute little fellow he was, too. All dressed up just like a real boy. But just then I heard a noise. It was the old woodcarver, Geppetto, and his cat, Figaro. I jumped behind the clock just as Mr. Geppetto came over and picked up the puppet. Now it won't take much longer Just a little more paint and he's all finished I think he'll be all right, don't you, Figaro? No. So I paint a smile on his face, see? <laughs> that makes a big difference
2: <laughs>
5: Now, I have just the name for him Pinocchio Do you like it, Figaro? No. No? Well, we'll leave it to Little Woodenhead Do you like it, Woodenhead? That settles it Pinocchio it is Come on, now. We'll try you out. Music, Professor. Well, sir, was I surprised. Every music box in the place began to play, and Geppetto made the puppet dance. Quite a sight, yes, sir. Go play your part. Bring a little joy to every heart. Do you know, and yet it's true that I'm mighty proud of you. Little wooden feet and best of all. And little wooden
2: feet in case you fall.
5: <laughs> My little wooden head. Oh, you are a cute little fella. And that smile. Well, it must be getting late. I wonder what time it is. Mm-hmm. Up. Mm-hmm. Ten o'clock shop. Ten o'clock. Uh-oh. Come on, we'll go to bed. Good night, Pinocchio, little funny face. <laughs> Look at him, Figaro. He almost looks alive. Wouldn't that be nice if he was a real boy? Oh, well, come on now. we we'll go to sleep. Oh, Figaro, I forgot to open the window. Would you do it? Thank you, Figaro. Oh, Figaro. Look up there in the sky, see the wishing star? Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might have the wish I make tonight. Figaro, do you know what I wish? Yeah. I wished that my little Pinocchio might be a real boy. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Just think, a real boy. A very lovely thought, but not at all practical. And with that, the old woodcarver turned over and went to sleep. Well, it was a nice night for it, so I decided to do the same. But just as I got settled in a comfortable position, the room was suddenly filled with starlight. Yes, sir, starlight. And it came right down in a long beam straight from that wishing star. And coming down along that beam as I live and breathe was a fairy. Yes, sir, a beautiful blue fairy.
2: On a star, shining brightly from afar, anything your heart deserves will come to you. Good Geppetto,
5: you have given so much happiness to others. You deserve to have your wish come true. Little puppet made of pine, wake. The gift of life is thine. What they can't do these days. Why, I can move. I can talk. And and I can walk. Yes, Pinocchio. I've given you life. Why? Because tonight Geppetto wished for a real boy. Am I a real boy? No, Pinocchio. To make Geppetto's wish come true will be entirely up to you. Up to me? Prove yourself brave, truthful, and unselfish, and someday you will be a real boy. A real boy? That won't be easy. But you must learn to choose between right and wrong. Right and wrong? B- but how will I know? How will he know? Your conscience will tell you. What our conscience? Ha, con- con- what are conscience? What our conscience? I'll tell you, a conscience is that still, small voice that people won't listen to. That's just the trouble with the world today. You see... Are uh, you my conscience? Who, me? Would you like to be Pinocchio's conscience? Well, I... Uh, I... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, mm-hmm. Very well. What is your name? Uh, oh, oh uh, uh, Cricket's the name. Jiminy Cricket. Neil, Mr. Cricket. Oh, uh, uh, well, uh, uh, be a little careful with that wand now. Uh, uh, easy does it, my lady. I.W. Pinocchio's Conscience, Lord High Keeper of the Knowledge of Right and Wrong, Counselor in Moments of Temptation, and Guide along the Straight and Narrow Path. Arise, Sir Jiminy Cricket. Oh, oh, oh. oh look at my clothes. All brand new. Say, that's pretty swell. But uh, uh, don't it get a badge or something? We'll see. You mean maybe a will? I shouldn't wonder.
0: <laughs> Make it a gold
5: one? Perhaps. But I must go now. Remember, Pinocchio, be a good boy. And always let your conscience be your guide. Goodbye. Goodbye, my lady. Goodbye. Well, uh, Pinocchio... Uh, maybe you and I had better have a little heart to heart talk. Why? Well, you want to be a real boy, don't you? Uh huh. All right, sit down, son. Now, you see, the world is full of temptations. Temptations? Yes, temptations. Uh, you see, there are the wrong things that seem right at the time. But, uh, uh, even though the right things may seem wrong, uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes the wrong things, uh, may be right at the uh, wrong time, or, or, uh, vice versa. <clears throat> Understand? Uh-huh. But I'm going to do right. I had a boy, Pinocchio, and I'm going to help you. And any time you need me, you know, just whistle like this. Like this? Oh, no, no. Try it again, Pinocchio. Like this? No, son. Now listen. That's it. Oh! When you get in trouble and you don't know right from wrong, give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. When you meet temptation and the urge is very strong, give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. Not just a little squeak, pucker up and blow. And if your whistle's weak, yell,
2: Johnny Cricket! Right! Take the
5: straight and narrow path, and if you start to slide, give a little whistle. <coughs> give a little whistle. <coughs> and always let your conscience be your guide.
2: <laughs> and always let
5: your conscience be your, your guide.
2: guide.
5: Look out, Pinoa. Don't dance on the table. You'll fall off. you Oh, I knew it. I knew it.
2: Oh,
5: yes. It's me. There's somebody in here. Whoever you are, where are you? Here I am. Oh, Pinocchio, how did you get down on the floor? I fell down. Oh, you did. You. Oh, you're talking. Uh huh. No, 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 no. Yes, and I can move too. No, 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 no. You, you can't. I, I, I'm dreaming in my sleep. Oh, where's water? A pail of water. That will wake me up. <laughs> Now we see who is screaming. Go on. Say something. (laughs) Gee, your buddy. Do it again. You do talk. Yes, the blue fairy king. The blue fairy. Uh huh. And and I got a conscience. A conscience. And someday I'm going to be a real boy. A real boy? It's my wish. It's come true. Figaro. Look, he's alive. He can talk. Say hello to Figaro.
2: Hello to Figaro.
5: Didn't I tell you? Isn't he smart? Oh, my little wooden head. My little Pinocchio. We'll make you very, very happy here for you. Oh, oh, what you always wanted in life? Come on now, it's late. You, you you must close your eye and go to sleep. Why? Oh, everybody has to sleep. Figaro goes to sleep and, and I go to sleep and besides tomorrow I've got to go to school. Why? Oh, to learn things and get smart. Why? Oh, because. Oh. Good night, my little Pinocchio. Good night. And maybe, maybe someday you'll call me father, huh? Sure. Good night, father. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Good night, son.
2: Oh, look, father, look. Now, wait. Stand
5: still now while I put on your coat. Huh? Oh, those. They are your schoolmates, girls and boys.
2: Real boys?
5: Of course they are going to school. Now, here's an apple for the teacher, and you are ready to go. Now run along. Goodbye, Father. Goodbye, son. Goodbye, son. Well, sir, there we went, off to school. And where was I while this was going on? Folks, I'm ashamed to tell you. I was asleep. A fine conscience I turned out to be. I should have been right with you. You see, I'd heard about a couple of bad characters around that town. One fellow by the name of Honest John. And say, was he a bad one? He was as sharp as a fox. Yes, sir. Looked like a fox, too. Uh, Kind of a long face like a fox. And say, come to think of it, I guess he was a fox. And, well, you see, this Honest John had a stooge by the name of Gideon, a dumb alley cat. And between the two of them, they were a pretty tricky pair. Well, when I thought about him that morning, I tell you I just shivered all over. Imagine the innocent little Pinocchio on his way to school with honest John and Gideon roaming the street. Oh, Gideon, my boy, listen. The merry laughter of little children wending their way to school. <laughs> <laughs> Thirsty little minds rushing to the fountain of knowledge. <laughs> ah, school. A noble institution. What would this stupid world be without school? (laughs) Well, 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 Giddy, look at that billboard. Stromboli and his marionettes. So that old rascal's back in town, eh? (laughs) Remember, Giddy, the time I tied strings on you and passed you off as a puppet? (laughs) We nearly put one over on the old gypsy that time, eh? (laughs)
2: Good morning.
5: Ah, good morning, good morning. Well, look at that, Gideon, a little wooden boy. Ho, ho, now who ever heard of a wooden boy? A live puppet without strings. (laughs) Gideon, look, it's amazing. A live puppet without strings. Why, a thing like that ought to be worth a fortune to someone. But who? Now let me see. I know, scramboli. Why, that that old faker would give his eye to... Listen, Gideon, if we play our cards right, we'll be on easy street. Or my name isn't Honest John. Quick, after that boy. <laughs> here, 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 stupid. Put that mallet away. Don't be crude. Let me handle this. Oh, my little toddler. Well, permit me to introduce myself. J. Worthington Fowl Fellow. A fine day, isn't it?
2: Yes, sir.
5: Well, well, well. Quite a scholar, I see. Look at his books, kiddie. A man of letters. I'm going to school. School? Oh, yes. Oh, then you, uh, you haven't heard of the easy road to success?
2: Uh-uh. No?
5: Huh. I am speaking, my boy, of the theater. Bright lights, music, applause, fame. Fame? Hey. Yes, and with that personality, that profile, that physique. Why, he's a natural-born actor, eh, Giddy? Oh,
2: but I'm going straight to
5: the top. Why, I can see your name in lights. Lights six feet high. What is your name? Pinocchio. Pinocchio! P-I-N-U, P-I-N-O-U-O-K. But we're wasting precious time. Come, on to the theatre. I diddle-dee-dee, an actor's life for me. A high silk hat and a silver cane. A watch of gold with a diamond chain. I diddle dee an actor's life is gay. It's great to be a celebrity.
4: An actor's life for me. I diddle
2: dee an actor's life for me.
5: That's when I finally caught up to him. The three of them, arm in arm, walking down the street. Just as they were passing by, I grabbed hold of Pinocchio and pulled him behind a tree. Psst! Pinocchio! It's me, Jiminy Cricket! Oh, hello, Jiminy! Where did he go? Uh, quiet, Pinocchio! Now, quiet! you. Don't answer him, Pinocchio. Now listen. But Jimmy, I'm going to be an actor. All right, son. Take it easy now. Remember what I said about temptation? Uh huh. Well, that's him. That feller there. Oh no, Jimmy. That's Mister
2: Honest John. Honest
5: John. All right then. Here's what we'll tell him. You can't go to the theater. Say thank you just the same. You're sorry, but you've got to go to school.
2: Uh huh. All right.
5: Got a boy? Here they come, Pinocchio. Now you tell him.
2: Little boy. Woohoo.
5: Pinocchio! Oh, well, well, there you are. Well, now let me see. Where were we? Ah, yes. On to the theater! Okay. Goodbye, Jiminy. Goodbye. Goodbye? Huh? Goodbye? Hey, wait a minute! Pinocchio! Hey, come back! Wait a minute! Hi, Jiminy!
2: An active life like for me. me. A wax
4: moustache and a fever coat. A pony cart and a billy goat. I did leave them. An active life is done. Right you wear your hair in a pompadour. You ride around in a coach and four. you stop and buy out a candy store. And act of life for me. Ha-ha!
3: beside the fire, where the flames cast dancing patterns on the hearth, We wait politely for our friend the cricket to continue his story. He's paused to allow a large round tear to roll down his cricket face. But now he rouses himself, and pulling a red silk bandana from his coattail pocket, he blows his cricket nose.
5: Well, it was my fault. I should have known better. Maybe if I'd been with Pinocchio when he first met those two Sharpies, I could have stopped it. But there he was, an actor in Stromboli's marionette show. I went to the show that night to see him. I hid in a tree near the wagon they used as a stage. And near the end of the performance, Stromboli came. out.
4: Ladies and gentlemen. To conclude the performance of this great show, Stromboli, the master showman, that's me, and by special permission of the management, that's me too, is presented to you something you will absolutely refuse to believe. Introducing the only marionette who can sing and dance absolutely without the aid of strings. I hope a song. The only and one Pinocchio!
5: Hmm. What a buildup. Go ahead, Pinocchio. Make a fool of yourself. Then maybe you listen to your conscience. I got those no strings to hold me down, to make me fret, or make me frown. I had strings, but now I'm free. There are no strings on me.
2: I hold the Mario, that's the only way to be. I want the world to know nothing ever bothers me.
5: I got no strings, so I have fun. I'm not tied up to anyone.
2: They could sing, but you can see there are no strings on me. Huh. Well, they like
5: him. He's a success. Maybe I was wrong. Well, I guess he won't need me anymore.
4: What does an actor want with a conscience, anyway? Goodbye, Pinocchio. Goodbye. Goodbye. I got no strings, but I got a little brain. I buy a new suit, and I get a cane. I eat the best, and I drink champagne. I got no strings on me. 185. 195. Bravo, Pinocchio.
5: They like me, huh? Oh,
4: 200. You are sensational.
5: You mean I'm good? Three
4: hundred! You are colossal!
5: Does that mean I'm an
4: actor? Sure, I will push you in the public eye. Your face, she will be on everybody's tongue. Will she? Watch this. Counterfeits! Oh, for you, my little Pinocchio. Here, I give it to you.
2: Oh, for me? Gee, thanks. I'll run right home and tell my father.
4: Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, sure. Going home to your father. <laughs> That is a very comical.
2: I'll be back in the morning,
4: Come here. Be back in the morning, going home. <laughs> there! This will be your home. This a nice little cage where I can find you always.
2: No, no, no!
4: Yes, yes, yes! To me you are belonging. We will tour the world. A Paris, a London, a Monte Carlo, Constantinople, North, Yes! We start tonight. You will make lots of money for me. <laughs> and when you are growing too old, you will make good firewood.
2: Let me out of here. i got to get out. You
4: can't see me Quiet! At- Shut him up before I knock you silly. Good night, my little wooden gold mine.
2: No, no. Wait, let me out. I'll tell my father. Get out. Get along Oh, Dibbley, oh, Dibbley Cricket.
5: Well, there I was, sitting by the roadside in the rain when Stromboli's wagon passed by. And I felt pretty blue. I thought, well, there he goes, sitting in the lap of luxury, the world at his feet. Oh, well, I can always say I knew him when. I'll just go out of his life quietly. I would like to wish him luck, though. Sure. Why not? I'll catch the wagon and slip under the dough. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. It's me. Ha! Your old friend, Jiminy. Remember?
2: Jiminy! <laughs> oh,
5: gee. Am I glad to see you. Say, hey, what are you doing in that cave? What did he do to you? Oh, he was mad. He said he'd push my face in everybody's eyes. Yeah. And and just because I'm I'm a gold brick, he's going to cut me in the firewood. Oh, is that so? Oh, listen. He stopped the wagon. Now, don't you worry, son. I'll have you out of here in no time at all. But how can you? There's there's a great big lock on the oh, cage. What's a lock to a guy like me? Didn't you ever hear of picking them open? Jiminy Valentine, my friends call me. Of course, I, I've never tried to make a living at it. I... <clears throat> uh, it's kind of rusty. You mean you
2: can't open it?
5: I'm... I'm afraid not. Looks pretty hopeless. It'll take a miracle to get you out of that cage. Hey, look up there, Pinocchio. That star. See? It's the wishing star. And here comes the lady. The blue fairy. Oh, what will she say? Well, I tell her. Well, you might tell her the truth. Quiet. Why, Pinocchio. Hey, uh, Hello. And Sir Jiminy. Well... This is a pleasant surprise. (laughs) Pinocchio, why didn't you go to school? School? Well, I... Go ahead. Go ahead and tell her. I was going to school till I met somebody. Met somebody? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Two big monsters with with big green eyes. Oh, no. Hey, Pinocchio, what's happening to your nose? Monsters? Weren't you afraid, Pinocchio? No, ma'am. They tied me in a a big sack. Pinocchio, your nose is growing. So they tied you in a big sack. And where was Sir Jiminy? Jiminy, uh, they, they put him in a little sack. Oh, Pinocchio, I tell you, your nose is branching out like a tree. And how... What did you escape? I didn't. They chopped me up into firewood. Oh, oh, look, my nose. What's happened? Looks like a plum tree to me. Perhaps you haven't been telling the truth, Pinocchio.
2: Perhaps.
5: Oh, but I have every single word. Oh, oh, oh. You see, Pinocchio, a lie keeps growing and growing until it's as plain as the nose on your face. She's right, Pinocchio. You better come clean. I'll never lie again. Honest, I won't. Please, Your Honor. I mean, uh, Miss Fairy, Give him another chance, for my sake. Will you, huh? I'll forgive you this once. But remember, Pinocchio, a boy who won't be good... Might just as well be made of wood. I'll be good. I, I promise. Very well. But this is the last time I can help you.
2: Oh, I'm free. Oh, thank you. Goodbye,
5: Pinocchio.
2: Goodbye, Sir Jiminy. Goodbye. G- uh, goodbye. 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 Oh, thank minutes, you. <laughs> Oh, Jiminy, my nose. Yeah,
5: it's back to normal again. And, and you're free. Come on. The air and on our way back to Mr. Geppetto's, but little did we know, little did we know that even then, no, the new deviltry was hatching. Down in a waterfront dive known as the Red Lobster Inn, Honest John and his crony Gideon sat drinking beer. With them was a companion, an evil-faced, leering coachman. Hi,
4: diddle-dee-dee, an actor's life for me. It's great to be a celebrity, an actor's life for me. (laughs) And the dummy fell for it, eh, Gideon? (laughs) He still thinks we're his friends. (laughs) And did Stromboli pay? (laughs) Plenty.
5: That shows you how low honest John will stoop. (laughs) Now, Coachman, what's your proposition? Well... How would you blokes like to make some real money? Like this maybe? <whistles> and whose throat do we have to? Uh, no, 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 nothing like that. You see, I'm collecting stupid little boys, stupid little boys. Yes, You know,
4: the disobedient ones, what play you give from school?
2: Ooh. And
4: you see, listen. Oh, yes. And I take them to Pleasure Island. Oh, to Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island? But the laws, of No, there's, no, There's no risk. They never come back as boys. Oh, 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 oh. Now, here's where you come in. Oh, yes, sir. I've got a coach load leaving at midnight. Yes. We'll meet at the crossroads. Yes, sir. And no, no double crossing. Oh, no, no, no. Scout no. around. And any good prospects you find, bring them to me. Yes. I knows what to do with him.
5: <laughs> Hurry up, Pinocchio. We want to get home, don't we? Sure, and you know what, Jiminy? I'm turning over a new leaf. I'll make good this time. Well, you better. I will. I'm going to school. That's the stuff, Pinocchio. Come on, I'll race you home. All right. Ready. On your mark, set, Go!
2: Come on, Pinocchio! I'm way ahead of you! Uh, I'm coming! I'm coming! Oh! Oh, I fell! Oh! (laughs) Hello, little
5: boy! I'm afraid that you've tripped over my cage. Oh,
2: please, Mr. Ernest John, let me go!
5: I gotta be Jiminy Holmes. Just a minute, my little man. And how is the great actor today? I eh? don't want to be an actor! Strong boy was terrible. He was? So,
2: yeah, he locked me in a, a cage. He did? Uh huh. But I learned my lesson. I'm oh, going. Oh,
4: my poor, poor boy. You must be a nervous wreck. Oh, well. We must diagnose this case. Come, Dr. Gideon, quick your notebook. <laughs> now, let
5: me feel your pulse, little man. Oh, bless my soul.
2: Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm.
5: Just as I thought. Bucolic semilunar contraptions of the flying trapezes. Mm-mm-mm. Now, Hold your tongue. Hold your tongue and say hippopotamus. Uh-huh. Trans- uh huh. compound transmission of the pandemonium. Even worse. Close your eyes. Now what do you see? Nothing. Uh huh. I was afraid of that. Now that heart. Oh, oh my goodness. A palpitating syncopation of the calavera. Quick doctor, quick that report. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that makes it perfectly clear. Oh my boy. My poor little boy. You, you
4: are allergic.
2: Allergic?
4: Yes, and there's only one cure. A vacation on Pleasure Island.
2: Pleasure Island?
4: Pleasure Island, that happy land of carefree little boys
5: where every day's a holiday.
2: But I can't go. I'm... Why,
5: of course you can go. Look, I'm giving you my ticket. Here you are, the ace of spades. Guys, thank
4: you. Oh, I insist your health comes first. Come. The coach departs at midnight. Come along now. Hi, Diddly-Dee. It's Pleasure Isle for me. Where every day is a holiday and kids have nothing to do but
2: play. Hi, Diddly-Dee. It's Pleasure Isle for me. Pleasure, Pleasure. Pinocchio!
5: Uh, Pinocchio! Now, where do you suppose he is? Pinocchio! Oh, there he is. He's with that fox again, and they're getting into a coach. It's a coach all filled with boys. Oh, well, here we go again.
2: Yeah,
5: yeah. Hello, kid. My name's Lampwick. What's yours? Pinocchio. Ever been to Pleasure Island? Uh uh-uh. uh But Mister Honest John gave me. Me neither. They say it's a swell joint. No school, no cops. You can tear the joint apart and nobody says a word. Honest John. Lope around, plenty to eat, plenty to drink. Yeah, and it's all free. i Boy, that's the place. I can hardly wait. Ho, oh, ho, ho. There it is, boys. Just ahead of the bridge. Pleasure island. What a place. Ferris wheels, merry go rounds, hot dog stands, shoots, the shoots, everything. And all lit up like a million stars. And all for nothing, huh? Sounds fishy to me. Oh, oh, hurry, 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 hurry. Right here, boys! Right here! Get
2: your cake, pie, dills, pickles, and ice cream. Eat all you can. Be a glutton. Stop yourself! It's all free, boys! It's all free! Hurry, 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 hurry! We're off, It's the roughest, toughest joint you ever seen. Come in and pick a fight, boys! Join the big people! Oh boy, a scrap!
5: Come on, let's poke somebody in the note. Why? I uh, just for
2: a fun of it. Okay, Levy, come on! Come back to the road! Come back to the road! Get your cigars, cigarettes, and chewing tobacco! Come in there and smoke your heads off! There's nobody
4: here to stop you! Help yourself, boys! Help yourself!
5: Pinocchio! Pinocchio! Say, what's happening around here? All the lights have been turned off. And where is everybody? I don't like the looks of this. Looks like a graveyard. Pinocchio! Hey! Where
2: are you?
5: Pinocchio! Okay, Pinocchio. Are we shooting full or ain't we? It's your shot. Oh, sure. Nice try, kid. Have another cigar. It's on a house. Another one? Okay. a boy. Now watch this shot. It's the eight ball, a side pocket. Hey, Lampy, where do you suppose all the kids went to? Well, they're around here somewhere. What do you care? You're having a good time, ain't you? Uh-huh, I sure am. Ah, boy, this is the life, huh, Pinocchio? Yeah, it sure is. Ah, you smoke like me grandmother. Come on, take a big drag, like this. Okay, Lappy. Oh! <laughs> What's the matter, kid? Losing your grip? Pinocchio! Oh, hello, Jiminy. Oh, so this is where I find you. How do you ever expect to be a real boy? Oh, look at yourself. Smoking, playing pool. You're coming right home with me this minute. Hey, who's the beetle? Oh. Come here, you. Let me go. Put me down. Don't hurt him. He's my conscience. He tells me what's right and wrong. What? Uh, you mean to tell me you take orders from a grasshopper? Grasshopper? Look here, you impudent pup. It wouldn't hurt you to take orders from your grasshopper, uh, uh, your conscience, if you have one. Yeah, 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 sure. The screwball in the corner pocket. That's you, beetle. Hey, let me out. <laughs> Why you young hoodlum? I'll knock your block off. I'll tear you apart and put you back together again. I tell you, don't hurt him, Jiminy. He's my best friend. Huh? Your best friend? And what am I? Just your conscience. Okay, that settles it. Goodbye. But Jiminy. You buttered your bread. Now sleep in it. But Jiminy Lampwick says a guy only lives one. Lampwick. Huh? I've heard enough about him. Goodbye. Come on, come on, let him go. You're shot, Pinocchio. Goodbye, Jiminy. Lampwick. Lampwick. Well, that burns me up. After all I've tried to do for him, I've had enough of this. I'm taking the next boat out of here.
2: Hey, hey,
5: what goes on here? Where did all those donkeys come from? Come on, you blokes, keep it moving. Load those jet horses on the ship. We haven't got all night. Hey, coachman, where did all those donkeys
4: come from? Come on, come on. Let's have another jackass there. One coming up. Hello, jackass. And what's your name?
2: <laughs>
4: okay, you'll do. In you go. You lads, I'll bring a nice price. <laughs> all right, next.
2: One coming up.
4: And what might your name be?
2: Alexander.
4: Mm, so you can talk, eh? Yes.
2: Yes, sir. I want to go home to my mama.
4: Take him back. He can still talk.
2: Please, please. I don't want to be a donkey. Let me out of here. Come oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You boys have made jackasses out of
4: yourselves. Now fight for it. Boys?
5: So that's what they brought them here for. They're changing them into donkeys.
2: Oh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio.
5: <laughs> to hear that beetle talk, you'd think something was going to happen to us. Conscience. Ah, phooey. Where did he get that stuff? How do you expect to be a real boy? What, you think I look like a jackass? You sure do look, Lampwick. You're growing long ears and and a tail?
2: Hey. Hey, you laugh like a donkey. Hey,
5: did that come out of me? I think so. Hey, what the? Hey, what's going on here? I got hoofs and a long snoot. Oh, i am a double-crossed.
2: I'm turning into a donkey. Help! Help! Oh, no! Oh, 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 oh. Lampwick! Lampwick! Come back!
5: Oh, oh, my gosh! Pinocchio! Here, Jiminy. Oh, quick, Pinocchio. The kids, the boys, they're all turning into donkeys. Uh, Pinocchio, where did you get those ears? What? Those oh, ears! Oh, and you've got a tail. Me? Me? Oh, quick! We gotta get out of here before you get any worse. Come on! did oh, oh, it. Oh,
3: higher in the fireplace and Jiminy Cricket's excitement rises with the blaze. He climbs to the top of the brass and iron and there, waving his umbrella about his head, he continues this strange tale.
5: What a situation. Trapped on Pleasure Island and Pinocchio's ears growing longer by the second. I grabbed him by the hand. Through the streets we ran, down toward the boat. Then they saw us. They came after us, shouting and shooting and shooting and shouting. We ran up an alley. We jumped over a fence. I could hear them pounding along behind us. They were coming nearer and nearer. And then at last we reached the shore. Jumped! I yelled, and we jumped into the water, swimming like mad, and we escaped. I'm on ill. Whew! Really oh, all yeah. in. Well, but we got home, and I hid Pinocchio's long ears under his hat, and we walked up the path toward the house. Gosh, certainly feels good to be back on dry land. Yes, it certainly does. Well, here's the house. The door's locked.
2: Father! Father, I'm home.
5: We're home, Mr. Geppetto.
2: Father, it's me, Pinocchio. I'm home to stay.
5: Wait a second. I'll jump up and look in the window.
2: Hmm. What do you see, Jiminy? Well, he ain't there. He's gone?
5: Yeah. And Figaro, too.
2: Oh, gosh. Maybe something awful's happened to him.
5: Well, don't worry, son. He probably hasn't gone far. Say, look. Look at that star. It's the same one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that bird flying around up there. Why, he's got a piece of paper in his beak. He's dropping it. Get it, Jiminy. I got it. What is it, Jiminy? Why, it's a message.
2: Well, what's it say?
5: It's about your father. Oh,
2: well. See? Why, uh, uh,
5: uh, it says here uh, that he went looking for you and and he was swallowed by a whale.
2: Swallowed uh, by
5: a whale? Yeah, uh-huh, a whale. He A whale? Oh, my goodness. A whale uh, named Geppetto. Oh, he,
2: oh, he's...
5: No, Pinocchio, he's alive. Uh, he is. Live uh, whale. Uh,
2: well, Blair, well oh. he, he's
5: inside of a whale at, at the bottom of the sea. Bottom of the sea? Uh-huh. Hey! Where are you going? I'm going to find him. Oh, but Pinocchio, are you crazy? Don't you realize he's in a whale?
2: I gotta go to him.
5: Oh, now wait, listen, son. Uh, This monstro, I've heard of him. He's why? Why? He's a whale of a whale. He, He swallows whole ships alive. I don't care. Hey, what's that rock for? I'm gonna jump off this cliff with it. Then I'll sink faster. Oh my goodness.
2: Goodbye, Jiminy.
5: Goodbye. Oh no. I may be live bait down there, but I'm with you. Come on, let's go. Look out. Figaro, I'm afraid we are done for. I never knew it was so cold inside a whale's stomach. <gasps> here we are, fishing for days in here, and not a bite. The whale must be asleep, I guess. I never thought it would end this way, Figaro, starving to death in the belly of a whale. That oh, poor little Pinocchio. He was such a good boy. It's hopeless, Figaro. There isn't a fish left. If the monster doesn't wake up soon, I am afraid we are done for. <coughs> huh? What was
4: that? The monster's waking up.
5: Maybe he's getting hungry. If he is, then we'll have fish. <coughs> yes, his mouth is open. He's feeding. There he comes, Figaro. tuna the fish. <coughs> It's a miracle. We've got enough food for weeks. Help! Help! Here's another one. I got him. Oops. Hey, Father, you
2: know me. Oh, Father. Don't bother me now, Pinocchio. I'm busy. I Pinocchio! Father! Pinocchio! My son! My son! I'm so happy to see oh, you. Oh, me too, Father. How did
5: you get here? Where's your friend Jiminy?
4: He's
2: outside, I guess. I got caught in that school of fishing. Well, here
5: I am. Oh,
4: my boy, my boy. You came to save me. <laughs> oh.
5: Achoo! oh, 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 you are soaking
2: wet. Oh yes, Father.
5: You 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 mustn't catch cold. You know you 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 shouldn't have come down here. Here, here, here. Take this blanket. Let me kick your
2: head. Oh, Pinocchio. What what's the matter? Those ears. Ears? All these. (laughs) That's nothing. Look, I got a tail, (laughs) too. Pinocchio, what's happened to you? Well, I
5: Oh, never mind now. Oh, you better let this little wooden head. Nothing else matters. Well, what we got? Get out of here. Get out? Oh no, no son, I've tried every way. Why, I, 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 I even buried a rat. A rat, that's it? Huh? We'll take the rat, and when the whale opens his mouth... No, 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 no. Now, listen, son. He only opens his mouth when he's eating. Then everything comes in. Nothing goes out. Oh. It's hopeless, Pinocchio. Come. We make a nice fire, and we cook some of the fish. A fire? That's it? Yes, and then we'll all eat again. Wait, A great big fire,
2: Lots the smoke. Smoke? Oh, yes,
5: yeah, sure. Smoked fish will taste good.
2: Wait, so what? <sighs>
5: Pinocchio, not the chair. Hurry,
2: Father? More one!
5: But what we'll sit on if it's. We
2: will not need it. We're
5: getting out! Getting out, but how? We'll make lots of smoke. We'll make them sneeze! Make them sneeze? Oh, that will make him mad.
2: Come on, I'll light the fire. Now
5: get on the rack, Father. <coughs> I <it> won't work. <laughs> Hurry, Father. Try it! we never get by those teeth? Oh, yes, we will! <coughs>
2: Oh, my goodness. Hang on. Here we
5: go. I saw the whole thing. I was right outside when that whale sneezed. And that raft shot out like a cannonball. But that didn't end it. No, sir. If you sneeze once, you got to sneeze again. And that's what he did. He started to inhale. What a current. The raft went flying back into his mouth, but it didn't stay there, because the next thing you know, that second sneeze came. I could feel it coming. The whale was all red in the face. He puffed away up, and then he let go. Gesundheit. Out came the raft again, and this time the monster was sore. He started chasing him, fire in his eyes, his teeth crashing and his tail swinging. Pinocchio and Mr. Geppetto paddled like fury. Oh, the shore was only a few yards away, but the whale was gaining. Inch by inch, foot by foot, closer and closer. His breath was hot on the... Uh, uh, hot on the... Uh, oh, he was very close. And just ahead was a big cliff. The raft swung in between two rocks. The whale right behind him. He went straight for the cliff. Head
2: on. And he hit the cliff.
5: But where was Pinocchio and, and Mr. Geppetto and, and Figaro? They were washed up on the beach. And when I got there, old Mr. Geppetto was kneeling beside the little wooden boy. Pinocchio was... he was dead. My boy. My brave little boy. Oh, oh gosh. Don't cry, Mr. Geppetto. He, he was brave, and we got to be brave, too.
4: My little wooden boy.
5: He gave his life that
4: I might live...
5: Prove yourself brave, truthful, and unselfish And someday you will be a
2: real boy (laughs) Awake, Pinocchio, awake
5: Father, what you crying for?
2: Because
5: you're dead, Pinocchio No, no, I'm not Yes, yes, you are Now, Now lie down
2: Father, I'm alive, see, and and I'm i real. Oh, I'm a real boy. <gasps> your life, and you are a real boy. Ooh, 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 <laughs> a real boy, <laughs> oh Pinocchio, my dream is really true at last. Oh gosh,
5: thank you, Miss Blue Fairy. He deserved to be a real boy, and well, and here's your reward too, a badge for Sir Jiminy. Oh, and you didn't forget. Well, will you look at that? A badge. Official conscience. Well, I'll be. Oh, oh, and it's solid gold, too. Gosh. Thank you, my lady. Like a bowl.
4: out of the blue
2: Suddenly it comes in view
1: For my money, the best kids' film ever made. Pinocchio. Well, thanks to the kindness of strangers, I now finally have an iTunes rating. So why not join the Righteous Cats who've rated this show on iTunes? It only takes a second. Go and do it now. Oh wait. Also um, vote for me on podcastland.com if you wouldn't mind. It takes a moment. It's so nice to be back and doing this again. Thank you very much for joining me. Next week, we're going to descend into horror territory. So I hope to see you there. Thanks for reviewing. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for recommending. And thanks for coming back. See you next week and take care. Bye-bye.
4: Sexist
2: Oh, you
5: girls are perfect darlings to give me all these grand, shiny pans and things. look. There's still a package you haven't opened. So there is. Why, well, it's a big box of Lux Flakes. And here's a card. It says, the most valuable thing I could give you. Ask me why. Find Helen. All right, Helen, tell us. <laughs> when the girls told me about your shower, Betty, I said to myself, there's one thing this old married woman has found out, and I think it's something a bride should know. I'm all ears, out with it. Well, you may not think it's not important now, but honestly, it makes a big difference how you wash your dishes. Oh. No, really, I mean it. There's just no romance in dishpan hands. Men may respect them, but they don't admire them. So, my advice to you is to steer clear of kitchen soaps for dishes. I found them very drying. Sooner or later, they give you dishpan hands, but you can bet your life Lux never will. Thanks a lot, darling. I'll stick to luck.
0: Spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and more time actually watching and playing what you want with the IGN Daily Update podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts.